This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. I mean, it's the little things in life that matter, right? I mean, do you enjoy when you're in the shower, like just a great smelling shampoo? It's so luxurious. The only shampoo I enjoy is Way. My favorite is their detox shampoo. It's so, it smells so good, okay? I mean, what more do you want in a shampoo? But their anti-dandruff shampoo is amazing. It fights flakes and smooth scalps. They're both great. Their anti-dandruff shampoo is also 100% clinically proven to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps, which I have. And it helps keep your hair clean and soft. And I mean, like, how embarrassing is it like when you're out and your scalp is itching? Way shampoo helps really alleviate all of that. So if you're not using Way, it's time to upgrade today. They also have these awesome scalp serums that hydrate the scalp. I don't know, their website, you've got to check it out. There's so much they have to offer. The way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code VELVETROPE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I. AI.com. Use code VELVETROPE and get 15% off your entire purchase. Welcome back to our part two sit down with the one, the only Adriana Demora. And if you haven't heard part one last Monday, check it out. We talk about, I mean, look, we just had the cast trip from hell. We talk about Adriana's foot, what she said to Alexia. She has profusely apologized. She talks about that. She talks about where she is today with Alexia. She goes over what she said. We're not letting her off the hook, but she has a lot to say. So 
Listen to that and then listen to this. We talk about her castmates, where we are as we head into the reunion. She does spill some tea coming up on the reunion and what we could expect. And now we have a cast divided. If no one's speaking to each other, how are we going to start filming season six like tomorrow? We talk about all of that. So check out part one last Monday and now part two of our RHO. M extravaganza with the one, the only Miss Adriana Demora. Nicole did an interview recently. I don't know. It was either Entertainment Tonight or Watch What Happens, where she said, you know, Marisol is behind it all when it comes to Alexia. Like she said, you know, it's Marisol. She's the one pulling the puppet strings of Alexia. These are her words, not mine, more or less. Do you agree with that? I I think so because it seems like Marisol always has the evidence, right, of the, it started with me, right? I mean, Marisol was the one that told Alexia, and then, then Marisol was the one saying that Nikki had the evidence of Nikki, Nicole sleeping with the whole hospital, right? So Larsa was delivering the message, but I feel like, and even like with Julia's comment, right? So I think when I start to think about it, it goes deeper than the plotting is deeper than people realize because think about it. Larsa said she was not going to participate in my music video, that she would never be in my music video, right? Yet, then Marisol and Alexia were supposed to come and rehearse the choreography for the video with me. Both of them sent me some texts with some bogus excuses that they could not make it. Next thing I know, they're having lunch with Larsa to discuss what? Julia. Now, the boat scene comes the day of the music video. They're all there to do what exactly? Because Larsa said she wasn't going to participate. And the only thing she had to bring was a bomb to destroy the entire day by accusing Julia because they know Julia is my Achilles heel. So then when they attacked Julia and make a big scandal out of it, you know, everything got derailed. And then my question is, who was the person who told Larsa that? It seems that one common denominator is Marisol, yeah. Do you think Marisol is like that, as they say in Atlanta, the bone collector, where she spends time between seasons gathering information and comes back when cameras are rolling, guns blazing? Yeah, because apparently I think she's fighting to stay relevant. She didn't have much of a storyline this season. So she made us their her storyline, right? And um, yeah, and she... She's not working. She doesn't have any kids. Um, so I feel like she has a lot of free time in her hands and she's trying to maintain her relevance. So makes sense. Someone is doing the digging and whoever has the most, most time to do it and no remorse. Where are you with Larsa? Because, you know, we saw you guys had your issues last season, you know, over the Kardashians and ass implants. Then we saw her in this situation that, you know, where you guys mentioned witchcraft and then, you know, she seemed to be listening. And then she went back and told Alexia and Marisol, I mean, is Larsa innocent in all of this? And where are you guys today? I was in a good space with Larsa previous to this whole thing. Um, 
Right now, I don't know because I haven't seen her since the reunion. So, but I had given her a pass, even though she came and literally detonated my music video shooting and the yacht. I still was giving her the grace of forgiveness and giving her the benefit of the doubt. But right now, I don't know where we stand because. We obviously have some talking to do, you know. Well, Gertie says that Larsa is the fakest in the group. Do you agree with that? And if not, who do you think is the fakest in this group? Um, I think that Larsa, she does have this fake side to her where she'll say things to your face, she'll come to you like, oh, I love you. But then she'll turn around and you know and hurt you so in that sense yeah probably yes well gertie would agree with you yeah you know you made reference earlier to alexia you know alexia did post her statement on her social media you know about frankie and this whole situation you know she called your injury fake and there is this consensus, like Larsa says it on, you know, on screen, you know, that you're a drama queen and you play everything up. I mean, where does, you know, all of this come from, this fake and that you're a drama queen? Because Larsa said it now, Alexia saying it in her statement, like, where does all this come from? Well, obviously they rehearsed that, right? Obviously they got in an agreement. They are going to repeat each other. You know, the narrative has to be reinforced by different angles. So they're tight, they're together now. So they're just going to repeat what the other one says. And um, the injury was not fake. You know, if you watch Watch What Happens Live Sunday night with Nicole and Gurry, you saw, you know, they stated at least five times the accident was, you know, Kiki and Gurdy rolled into my foot, to my leg, you know, caused me, sent me to the podiatrist. So that's a true fact. I didn't make it up, you know. They were playing around, lost control, and rolled into, you know, the weight of two grown women into my legs, my skinny legs. Like Alexia was also body shaming me, saying I had such skinny legs, I need to build my legs up. So for Alexia's, you know, comment, yeah, so two grown women's weight on my skinny leg. Um Obviously, I got lucky it didn't fracture, but it was pretty well strained. And the people there that attended to me said, you have to keep pressure, ice, and do not walk on this foot. The resort was huge, huge. Like, just come down, walk through the entire casino just to get out. And then once you're out, you have to walk, you know, almost a mile to get anywhere. So they offered me the, the wheelchair. They said, we advise you to use the wheelchair because you should not be putting pressure in this long distance to be walked. And I said, yes, because I didn't want to, you know, add more insult to my injury and uh, not be able to then come back home and take care of myself. My dog finished the video, do my work. I mean, you know, I had things to needed to be done and finished once they come home. So obviously I was concerned with that. And obviously having them suggest I do the wheelchair, I accepted it. 
Right. I think there's also like that consensus amongst them that you play it up for the cameras. Like this is your moment. You want the camera time. Cue the violin, bring in the wheelchair. I mean, that's. Well, that's not how he went down. And believe me, if will I choose to get hurt? No, I have plenty of camera time. I have a lot of storyline. I have a lot of game. I don't need to get hurt or fake an accident to get storyline. I think I have plenty of storyline. So that doesn't even make sense. That is, again, they're just being, you know, misconstruing things and trying to demoralize me because then they look better. Are you, have you moved on from this breakup with this guy? I mean, I know you said you really liked him. Are you dating now? What's going on? I'm trying to like find, muster the courage to go back and date because it's very hard, you know, like most people nowadays, you know, I think it's hard to date if you're in a good state of mind. And it's even harder when you're not, right? So I'm trying to, it's just very discouraging when you go find somebody that doesn't work, disappointment, find the next person doesn't work, disappointment. And so I am trying now to go back and start dating again. Yes, I am. Um, and hopefully, you know, work out at one point or another. We need to find you someone. Yeah. Let me get right on that. Please. <laughs> be my matchmaker. I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your matchmaker. I'm going to find them. I'm going to find someone. Do you guys love my interview with Aisha Scott from Below Deck two weeks ago? You know, we totally bonded and she invited me on a future charter. And it's something I could never consider before I had relief ban. Planes are bad. Trains are bad. But cars and boats, oh my God, I literally avoided the sea at all costs. But now maybe I'll take Aisha up on her offer because I have relief banned. I mean, and I can tell you it's truly changed my life. It actually works. Relief Band helps quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, which I have, anxiety, which I have, migraines, which I have, hangovers, hello, I have, morning sickness, which I don't have. But I have to tell you, whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. It's literally a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea. Imagine that. Perhaps you'll see me on an episode of Below Deck very soon. So listen, if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea check out relief band right now we've got an exclusive offer just for behind the velvet rope listeners if you go to reliefband.com and use promo code velvet you get 20 percent off plus free shipping so head to r-e-l-i-e-f-b-a-n-d.com and use our promo code velvet for 20 percent off plus free shipping you guys know that i love anything that could be delivered to my front door because i have no time to go out and track stuff down And that's why I love Drizzly. Drizzly is a one-stop shop for all of your alcohol needs. I mean, what could be better, right? In fact, they're the largest online marketplace for alcohol in North America. You can buy beer, wine, liquor. Yes, for all you Kathy Hilton fans out there, they have Casa del Sol. And for all you Kendall Jenner fans, they have 818 Tequila also. They partner with thousands of retailers in more than 1,400 cities across the U.S. and Canada. They have competitive pricing and an unrivaled selection. Really, you can find almost any liquor on this website, and it's just one click. I don't have to look around at all different places. So after recording this damn podcast all day, oh, to relax with a nice vodka on the rocks. Nothing makes me happier. And I know none of you are listening to this podcast completely sober. So go to www.drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and start purchasing all your alcohol needs today.
what where do you go from here then with alexia i mean you know look you can't take back what you said you know like i'm not you know i mean i understand her anger i'm not taking sides i'm not i'm just being an impartial journalist but like you can't take it back so where do you guys go having this decade plus long year friendship well from my side Again, I said, I, I regret saying those words and acknowledge that was a bad analogy. I hope that she can see that I never did anything to her in 13 years of friendship and that comment was wrong, but it wasn't ill-intended. My accident was not fake. You know, it was an accident where two people rolled into my leg and... Uh, Things are said in heated moments, and but we are human. And I just I accept her, despite everything that she came for me and did for me. I still want to accept her as a human and accept that fact that sometimes we act not in our best ways, but that inflicting pain into somebody else does not absolve you from feeling the same pain. And in my case, I hope that we can just acknowledge each other's humanity and move on and, and forgive and forget, you know, and move on because it doesn't make sense to dwell in these things. When you guys were in the Bahamas before Marisol was there, when she was home with COVID, it seemed like, I don't know, to me as a viewer, and I know editing plays into it, but the energy seemed different you know, and then Marisol showed up. I mean, it seemed like not this issue with what you said, but other issues with Alexi, it seemed like you guys were kind of almost on the verge of like working some things out. And then Marisol, was that, did that feel different? Like was, is the energy different when Marisol is not there? And do you think your relationship with Alexia would be more healed if Marisol wasn't there in her ear, so to speak? Yeah, unfortunately that's the case. You know, even though I wanted to include Marisol in that conversation. So Maris, Alexia and I were, were having this conversation that was in regards to the slander comments, right? The fact that she refused to apologize and the fact that the guy now was upset and, you know, no longer wanting to go out with me. But we're trying to patch that up and we're going in a good direction and we're drinking, you know, we're in the second bottle of Cristal and we're, you know, actually in a good report and then Marisol arrives and then the whole mood sours um, and then Alexia from then on I just feel like sometimes Alexia gets egged on by Marisol or empowered by Marisol when she's alone she's a lot more sh sheepish but when um, Marisol gets there the energy does change and Alexia turns into a bully I mean, that's how it seems as a viewer, but I'm not there. And I know that sometimes editing plays a factor in no, these. It is. Her, her, her energy and her demeanor changes completely. Do you think Marisol tries to keep Alexia like kind of at distance or at bay with people? You know, like there are friendships like that where, you know, I know in life where one friend just wants this person all to themselves. Like they're jealous of other friends. It's just, I'm not saying that's them, but I mean, is, is that them? Yeah, I think Marisol understands that her position is very dependent on Alexia, right? Because she's Alexia's best friend in the show. And so I think that is like 
something that she needs to guard very well and she doesn't want to let anybody in because then it weakens her position perhaps i think that's my take that makes a lot of sense i mean do you think alexia can forgive you for this comment like i mean i'm considering that I've acknowledged that it was wrong, considering I apologized profusely, considering that the intention wasn't malicious, considering that the accident was not fake, considering that we have such history and throughout 13 years of history, not once I did anything to hurt her. Not once I challenged her as a mother, not once I criticized any of her kids even when the world was criticizing her eldest. So if she looks at the facts, she should see that, okay, yes, that was wrong, but the intention was not that. And the history is not about that. So I hope so, that she finds it in her heart to see that I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. She has her own shares of offenses and hurt that she created in other people and they have forgiven her and apologized she has yet to apologize and forgive and i mean you are a member of this group i mean it's not like you can just lock yourself in the house and not come out exactly even though that was a suggestion by them really yep yeah. what do you mean Alexia literally said I should have just locked myself in the room that day and not come out for the rest of the weekend after getting hurt. So that's her compassion. Where is her compassion, her empathy? Why Why did she suggest that? Like what? Because you would be a downer on the group or you just weren't fun and lively? No, because she probably felt like if I weren't around, she, you know, um, she just said, well, if you hurt, you shouldn't be participating in anything. You should just lock yourself in the room and not leave until you know, it's time to go. Just insensitive, just like no empathy whatsoever. Yeah, and when people are down, them locking themselves away is usually not the best for their mental headspace in general. Yeah, so in this beautiful place, everybody's doing things. And then, you know, Julia is like, of course you're coming, you know? And I even said, Julian's celebration, I said, no, I can stay here in the room. You go down and celebrate your birthday, okay? I don't want to be the cause that you don't celebrate your birthday. I, I really want you to have a good 50th celebration. And Julia said, absolutely not. If you're not coming, I'm not going. So then I made a point of going down to make that day special for Julia. But according to Alexia and Marisol, I should have just locked myself in the room and and, and just be miserable by myself. I've never been told to just lock myself in a room, so I can't imagine how that goes down. It was very, you know, hurtful and insensitive. And, you know, like, you know, two wrongs don't make one right. And my analogy was wrong, but their whole behavior since the beginning of the season has been that of an attack. And... I don't see, you know, why they think they are, I am not worthy of, you know, of forgiveness, of forgiveness, you know. 
Well, I mean, we know that, you know, Gertie and Nicole are not speaking to Larsa. It doesn't seem like things are so good between you and Marisol and Alexia. I don't want you to lose your job, but I have from many reliable sources doing what I do that you're all coming back next season for season six. So let's just go under that assumption because that's what I've been told. And I usually am right. How are we going to have a season six with you're not speaking to them or you're trying and they're not speaking to you? Nicole and Gertie are not speaking to Larsa and vice versa. They all unfollowed each other on social media. How are we going to start filming in a few weeks after the reunion next season six? Well, that's interesting, right? So I guess um, that's something that we're going to have to figure out. I know how to overcome, you know, our emotions and our, you know, issues and come together again. I, you know, my my position is I hope we can get there because, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, perfect, but I don't think anybody's perfect. So we all deserve, you know, each other to, to give each other that chance, right? So, but I don't know how we're going to get there. I guess it's going to be, you know, we're going to have to start shooting to figure that out. Well, in my experience, when there is all this turmoil and people are not speaking, if we're going to have a four-week break, Bravo and Peacock usually make the four-week break a week break, and we usually start the cameras rolling right away. So I think you'll all be figuring it out on camera during season six. Possibly, yes. Oh my God. So let me just say first off that in my defense, I am not a hypochondriac. But the other day I found this like mole and I was freaking out. And then I was really freaking out and I didn't know what to do. But then I went on the ZocDoc website and I went down the rabbit hole and ZocDoc had really, it has had thousands of medical professionals that were pretty much there to help me and listen to all of my woes and basically calm me down, which is in that moment, what I needed more than anything. <sighs> you know, ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them to treat almost every condition under the sun. So when you're not feeling your best or in my moment of a complete freak out and trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. And it didn't. I got great advice and I actually made an appointment with a doctor that took my insurance and was right down the street from my house because I ain't traveling. So listen, go to ZocDoc.com slash Velvet Rope and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours like my was that's zocdoc z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash velvet rope zocdoc.com slash velvet rope i'm totally advancing in this game i'm playing online and like who knew i'd be good at this it's called love and pies by trail mix games and it's free now i'm such an online gamer and i love love and pies because it honestly is like one of the only things other than when i can fall asleep that takes my mind off all these thoughts going on in my head and I love it also because there's drama. You play as this woman named Amelia and she moves home and there's family drama. You take over the old family cafe. You restore it to its former glory. But of course, there's mystery and intrigue. Her family has more secrets than an episode of Real Housewives. Really? All that said, I didn't think I'd be good, but now I'm obsessed and I play this game anytime I have a free moment on my hands. And I love to play it as I go to bed because like I said, I have trouble sleeping and it helps me fall asleep. You guys check it out and let me know if you're good at this. For a tasty mix of love and drama, download Love and Pies for free today. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play, the greatest game by Trail Mix. What about, you know, how is, I mean, Julia and you, you guys have a friendship that seems like unbreakable. You guys seem like you have a great friendship. 
how is Julia doing? I mean, I know Martina is, you know, going through it now with, you know, two cancer diagnoses. How is Julia? She's hanging in there and Martina is on her second round of treatment. You know, she did the cancer, the breast cancer, and now she's doing the throat. Um, the, the breast cancer was pretty easy in the sense they removed the tissue and, um, but you know, you know, that's what to me, that's when I find it in my heart to be, you know, more kind and more compassionate. Like, listen, like Martina is fighting for her life, right? There's people dying. And okay, sometimes we do get a little petty and make bad comments and bad analogies and everything. But at the end of the day, it could be worse to all of us. And instead of finding that common ground and say, let's just stop, let's just stop the nonsense, okay? I said something wrong, I'm sorry. You said something wrong, I'm, you know, I accept your apology. And let's move on, you know, because this, life is too short. Look at Martina there now. Like, don't you think Martina would wish, you know, she, her biggest problem was to, you know, acknowledge something or, or forgive someone? Yes. Like you would think this would put it in perspective just for everybody involved of like, that's right. I mean, we all can go to the doctor right now and get a cancer diagnosis tomorrow. It's very possible for all of us. All of us. So many of us are dealing with mental illness or, you know, maybe have a cancer that you don't know, or, you know, like maybe some other fatal disease. And, and that's, I think that Something that Alexa needs to work on, I believe, not just missing her pain, but there are other people in greater pain currently. And she should consider herself a winner in the sense that her son survived, you know, and is now getting better every day. And she still has her son next to her. Some people don't even have that, right? Like in our cast, if you look at Julia, she lost her baby boy under one year old and I'm sure she would love to have that kid around in which capacity whatever capacity she could so to think that we don't have to compete and, and instead serve each other with grace and kindness and compassion are we going to have our moments of you know fight like sisters because that's how I feel like we're like sisters in a sisterhood and sisters fight you know I'm one of three girls and we, my sister and I, we always fought, but we always loved each other and always came around because at the end of the day, we are a sisterhood. And that's you, my hope. That's my hope too. And again, I'm not a parent. I'm not really interested in being a parent. So I do not purport to understand this at all. But like, do you think, I mean, I don't know if you ever get over it, but like, do you think Alexia hasn't really properly dealt with really what happened to Frankie. And I don't know if there is any way to really properly deal with it. Again, I'm not coming for her, but, you know, and just in terms of therapy and having the tools to heal, like, do you think that she hasn't properly done that? I think, yeah, I think she has that resentment and rage because of it, which is understandable, but that she thinks she doesn't want to acknowledge anybody else's loss or grief because she thinks her grief is so great and it is you know not dismissing that to be clear not dismissing that but I also feel like 
sometimes when you go through such thing, you become more empathetic of other people's, you know, experiences as well. But in her case, that instead of being more empathetic towards others, it just hardened her. And she didn't process like towards, it's just, it's just like, it's, yeah, she's just, she's angry about it. And she she's not wanting to like acknowledge other people because she she's still in such pain. Yeah, she, I think she does need to work on that. And I think that it is a lifetime of working on that because obviously it's a lifetime of loss and in, in situation. But um, yeah, I feel I, I feel like I listen. I I think I need help with my emotions, and I'm still dealing with my emotions. I'm trying to do the best that I can, but I I believe that she could also profit from you know some professional help to really get rid of the rage and the in the deep pain that makes her propel like in that that manner you know how has the social media effect been for you like i don't really focus on all the comments when things are posted but i imagine alexia's post got a lot of comments yeah i think that there's 50 50 you know half of the people understand what i was coming from and see through you know that it that's that was not a malicious comment even though it was wrong but it was not malicious and other people just um stay more on alexia's side so like everything in life is 50 50 right so different visions you know of same point have you gone down like have you i mean you apologized to alexia profusely it seems I mean, we saw a lot of it too, but like, have you gone to a dark place, like blaming your, you know, regret? I mean, it sounds like you regret what you said. You said earlier, you regret this. Like, have you gone to a dark place of like, I mean, you can't take it back. It's out there. No, yeah, I, I could kick myself for saying that, you know, I deeply regret it. I wish, and and I, I watched it and rewatched it. And I was like, why didn't I stop those two words sooner? You know, like, and I, you know, I feel distraught by it because I feel like sometimes it just, I, I did, I blame myself. I'm like, I should have stopped just two words sooner. I didn't need to, to compare, but at the moment you're like, you're just trying to make a point. And you just speak without thinking, you know. But I regret it. I take it. I would take it back if I could. Right. I mean, we all have said things that we would love to take back. Not. I'm not making light of the situation, but we've all been there. Yeah. On a, yeah. Anything else you want to say about that situation? Anything I haven't really addressed? I think we covered most of it. I just feel like I um, I've taken a lot of emotional be- beating and feeling my you know bringing myself down and and saying why you know didn't I stop two words sooner and I have my regrets and but she also went on to say a lot of a lot of hurtful things right after and she also hurt me deeply and 
I felt emotion, emotionally lynched. And I went on a downward spiral for three days. You know, I was just crying, couldn't get out of bed. Because it's, it's very distraught. It's very distraughting when you've been seen as something that you didn't intend. It was not in my heart to make that a malicious comment. I was not intending to hurt her. I was coming from a place of gratitude. But then I realized I said it, so I have to own my words. And I own my words. But nevertheless, it did send me into the down spot. Like I said, three days, I was just crying and didn't leave the house. I didn't want to see anybody, talk to anybody. It was just feeling horrible. You were just in bed for three days. And then eventually that is, I mean, we all have to pull ourselves out of it, right? Because otherwise it gets really dark. Yeah, it gets really dark really quick when you're, you get misunderstood, you know? Because if you do something with the intention of hurting, right? Then you're just, you're seeking like vindication. But we're trying, you're coming from a place of gratitude and you say something it's wrong but it's not your intended so it's it's disappointing twice because not only you didn't get understood but you know you then you um get painted as someone so horrible and so i felt like they let me down i let myself down and uh yeah if i could rewind it i would well, on a positive note, I mean, do you realize that Feel the Rush and Fire are two just amazing songs? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I, it's true. I mean, you know, everyone talks about like Countess Luann and her cabaret and all these uh, Erica Jane, but they're both. I mean, I don't I didn't think it was possible to do better than Feel the Rush, but Fire is just so catchy. Thank you, baby. And you just wait. There's a third one around the corner. It's going to be even top that one. Well, you know, Countess Luann started with two or three songs, and now she has a major tour, a cabaret, which goes all over the country. I mean, maybe maybe you should just start making some small club appearances for two or three songs. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you could start at the gay clubs. We'll all come see you. I mean, you know. Yeah. Can have your backup dancers. When is there's going to be a third song? When is that happening? Uh, next season. Yeah, I'm recording a new song with Emilia Stefan. Well, that's a, that's pretty major. Yeah. Keeping it local on the Miami scene. Yeah, well, you know, he's huge. He's, you know, he made, you know, careers of Shakira, Rick Martin, um, uh, obviously Gloria Stefan, his wife, but um, J-Lo started with him. So, so many people started with him, like in the Latin music, you know, world, he's like the guy. So I feel very humble and honored and, and just like can't even believe that, you know, he had a song for me and we're already starting to record it together. So And we're going to hear it on next season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. What did you, before we wrap up, what did you think of Leah Black's appearance this season? I mean, at BravoCon, we saw the trailer. Everyone went crazy. I mean, are you shocked that Leah was part of this? No, I'm not shocked. I actually was happy to see her because I, I feel like she deserves, you know, still to be part of this. She was such a big part of the foundation of this. 
and so many fans loved her. And I personally felt bad that our friendship, you know, ended because of this whole confusion that happened. Uh, and uh, I was happy to see her. And she's, she has been in Lisa's life for a long time. So it was natural that she would be advising Lisa off camera and then made a cameo on camera. And I hope she'll come back too. I think we need a Leah Black cameo next season too. I believe it's so. Yeah. I don't know if Leah wants a cameo again, but I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Anything else? I want you to feel like you've covered everything. You know, if there's anything else you want to say, by all means, say it. Um, I think we pretty much covered it all, right? I think you, you got me good questions and I think we got it off my chest. I'll be able to sleep finally, my goodness. See? I'm 5.30 in the morning thinking of this. Coming behind the velvet rope is like a therapy session, right? It is because it consumes you, you know, like, and I'm the type of person that if I do something, even if it's unavoidably, but I, I just want to fix it, you know, I want to fix it. And then, and then I keep thinking about it, thinking about it. And I just, ugh. so I feel like, thank you for the therapy, David. <laughs> Listen, that's what I'm here for. Well, you guys are going to film next season together. So you're going to, there's somehow, you're going to have to, move past it both of you i mean i know you have apologized but alexia is going to have to speak to you at some point you're going to be standing there together at an event yeah we will and hopefully we'll be able to move forward you know and forgive and forget and be there for each other because that's you know i think the way to go I think so too. Well, you'll have to come back like towards the end of the reunion. I think it'll be good to come back and like check in and just see sometimes a few weeks. I mean, it's like a month and a half, like a, a few weeks makes a huge difference. So we, we, we can do a shorter chat and I think you should come back and we should see how you're doing. All right. I'd like that. So I really appreciate your time. I'm glad I could help. Hopefully you're going to sleep well tonight. And if not, you can just call me or text me. Thank you so much. You're the so best. thank you guys both for joining me. You know, we have to pay homage to him who's been so well behaved on your lap, the whole chat. My emotional support. Bring the emotional support. So thank you so much. And let me know if you need anything. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at behind velvet rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the velvet rope on Apple podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, 
and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.